Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. How much do we roast the Steelers? A lot. Are we sick of roasting them? A lot. Are we gonna miss Joe? A lot. Lloyd, wait up. Wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. I have a real just I've been trying to ask this for years. Uh-huh. And I think I think it's time. I I really do think it's time. Yeah. Lloyd, can I get a Snell yeah? No! Why? Why? Because I have to I I I have to see myself in the mirror at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, I want there to be some level of respect left. I've done enough in my life that I don't respect myself for. So. Same. So just it's, for what saying that, that's like, have you ever seen like two 50-year-old white dudes like try to high-five at like a B-dubs and they miss? Oh, yeah. I watched that at MLT today during the and, Ohio State and, game. And you know that feeling in your heart that's like, oh, God, don't just don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. That's how I feel about Snell, yeah? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Lloyd, can we get a Snell, yeah? No. Not just no. Snell no. Snell no. That's got to be on a jersey someday. I I hope not. I hope everyone just forgets about it. <laughs> well, Snell no, I guess. <laughs> but either way, welcome back to Fuck, Fuck You, We, we like, like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting to my right, actually, no. if you, my right, if you uh, uh, look in a mirror. Or your left it would, my would left. also be the, the word for that. Uh, Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Johnson. Dude, I know you said your body feels like hell, but other than that, how the fuck are you? I'm doing good. Uh, very busy week, but fairly productive. Yeah, uh, dumpster-filled week, pun intended. Yep, yep, yep. Got hell, a bunch done. Hell yeah, dude. Um, how you doing, Bubba? I just got off the road this week. I know. I was in a lot of places. I... Um, so shout out to Deb Schubert. We support Deb Schubert in this household. Uh, I got to borrow her car for the week because mine, I don't know if I can take it all the way up to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I supported her when you were on the road. Oh, sure you did. You and Billy DeVore both. <laughs> but uh, I went to, uh, I, uh, I had a really busy day that Tuesday, so I had to go to therapy. And then like right after that, I forgot my medicine before I left. So I went to Chicago, um, <clears throat> went to Chicago did uh carter doherty's show at uh the drunken bean really tough room did you see mr bennett i did not see mr bennett i was only there for like fucking 16 hours so oh, all right there were a lot of people i want to see up there's always a ton of people i want to see in chicago i fucking never want to leave chicago every time i go it's like my favorite city in america yeah but, i just you yeah. know but 
Um, I went to the Drunken Bean, then I went to Best Night Ever, and then I went to uh, a, a place. It's a real place, I promise you. Can I say that? It's a, can, Lloyd, it's a real. Can you say it's a real place? I don't know if it's a real place. It's called Shuba's Tavern. Nice. Yep. Uh, my buddy Devin Glass runs a show up there, and a friend of the pod, Hannah Youngholm, was on the show oh. up there. Miss her dearly. We got to hang out for a little bit, and then, and then Devin and I went and went home, watched some NBA, and then went to uh, the next day. I drove up to Madison, Wisconsin. I did comedy on state, and oh my god, that club is one of the best clubs I've ever been to. Nice. It was just like a Wednesday. It was their Wednesday night open mic. I got three minutes. I told him like, "Hey, I'm an out of town feature. Yeah, it's your first time here. We'll give you three minutes." And I still fucking. I mean, I don't like to hype up my sets too much, but Daddy fucking knocked it out of the park, bro. And I believe you. You've been uh, you've been killing lately, man. Thank you. I I do. I mean, it's a lot of the like it's a lot of the shows I do, or a lot of the mics I do, just make it seem like I'm not, you know, because I go to a place every Tuesday. And it is a hard mic every single week. Which it's one? high five. Oh, high five. Yeah, I, I don't. I know a lot of people that go, but no one ever seems to like say it was good. It's okay. Like, does so that make sense? Like, I, I like the place, but it doesn't seem like the clientele really expected or wants stand up. Yeah, that's what, that's kind of like the vibe I get from when everyone talks about it. It's like, hey, we're performing stand up to a bunch of people who are just tolerating us doing it. Exactly. Like they're just like, "Oh, I guess we're at a comedy show." It's like like Hi-Fi in itself is the kind of place that like you just go and you just hang out. You, and there are people like, "Oh, I guess we're at a, we're in we're at a comedy show now." And they just don't Well, there's also like the only sitting area is the showroom. But there's like the area in the back where there's like the two pool table kind of things. So that's the only area you can get out of the way of the show. But that's also where the comedians hang out. Yeah. So basically, it's like I said, it's more people being there who are tolerating a show happening as opposed to people who came to watch comedy. Correct. But you know who did not just tolerate the show? The people at Comedy on State. Because I did uh, did about three minutes. I think there were probably two twenty to two fifty in that room. Nice. Holy shit! And they were completely on board the whole time. I still got to get my tape from that show because I think I might have a clip, but who knows? Um, love well, that venue a lot. You do, have a, you do have a clip that's doing real well on Instagram, right? I now. do. It is at last I checked before the pod. It had nine fifty two. Uh, it's been kind of. I think it's gotten like a hundred or so likes today. Uh, let's see here. It is at <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I'm still nine fifty two, but <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully it breaks a thousand by the end of the weekend. Which would, that'd be pretty fucking dope. Yep. Um, it's a that, good joke. Thank I you. I like that joke a lot. Thank you. It's I a, mean, and the first time I heard you tell it, <clears throat> I was like, "All right, I see a little wiggles, like where I, I can see different things that you'll probably do with it." But it, like right off, I was like. All right, this is a good joke. This will work. Yep. It's it's you know, done. It's not done done, but it's it's already there. You know yeah, I mean? like that like that line itself is there. And yeah. I told it at Comedy on State and wow did they love it. I also don't I also sometimes like I, I do deal with imposter syndrome sometimes, like, am I really good at this? Do I do this? Because like in my brain sometimes I'm like, I write two good jokes a year. <laughs> uh what was it? Uh Carlin said, he's like, I can, 
perform an hour of comedy off the top of my head. He's like, but I write three <clears throat> three lines a year that I actually care about. Yep. Okay. I'll take that. So if Carlin can say that, then I'll, I'll allow that. I'm not comparing you to Carlin because you're not. Quite I'll, I'll allow Carlin. the comparison. I'm, I'm just saying, but like, you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I can. Like, can you do an hour? I can do an hour. Is half of it going to suck? Probably. And uh, you know, that's why you don't do an hour. Yeah. You do what you do. You you're. You've been doing it for a long time. You're getting better every time. Yeah. And that's perfect. I mean, I've seen you perform for, what, eight, nine years, something now? Yeah. And I remember some of the shows where I was like, all right, I get where he's going. And now I see you go up, and I've seen you. uh, There was a a show at Bananas not too long ago that, I mean, I thought you had one of the best sets of the night based on the crowd reaction. Hell yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's working. Keep doing it. Have fun with it. I'm enjoying watching it. Thank you. And, and you people should, too. Come out and see Alex do comedy. Yeah, and come see Lloyd be a cool door guy at, at Go Bananas, <laughs> and come check him out. And, dude, thank, dude, just, like, you're also, and I always tell this about, but, like, you know more about stand-up than a lot of comedians in this scene. Well, I know. Just don't tell most of them that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Because they don't believe that. They don't believe that? They're just like, he's not a comic. Yeah. There's a lot of people that it's, oh, well, you don't perform. I, I could. Yeah, you just I don't want to. I think I could. I just I, I enjoy it, so I don't want to make it a thing. Like, I don't want to make it work. Like I don't want to make it yeah, a thing that I like obsess over and spend a bunch of energy trying to like I, I have that, you know, that as we always that autistic hyper focus. I'll go <laughs> yep. I, and it'll just be all I do or all I care about and I don't yeah. want to. I want I still want things that I can enjoy. Like, yeah. Like you want to enjoy st- like you know like you don't just know like Oh, I know comedy. I love Shane Gillis. Which Shane Gillis, fantastic. Yeah, fine. Um, but like you know, like people like I can tell you that Steve Gillespie got like twice as good in the past year and a half. Oh, dude, I and love mo- Steve Gillespie. And most people would be like, who? who? Like, uh, not, uh, and it's not trying to brag. It's just a thing that I'm interested in and I care yeah. about. And you know, people like Stuart Huff, and like yeah, you know, people I mean, like Jeff Tate, or even like the local people, like you know, like or even like the regional people, like. You would know who's a... Oh, uh, what's the British kid? Uh, Simon Fraser. Simon Fraser. Fucking murderer. That he's kid has, become... Like, he's blowing up. Yeah, and and for good reason. I remember one of the first times I saw him, I was like, all right, he's got he's got comedy. He understands comedy. Yep. Mary Santora, friend of the pod, been on before. Yep. First time I saw her, a lot of jokes were still rough. A lot of stuff was still, you know, shaky. But I was like, nope, she's got... She's got a thing. She's yeah. got an understanding... Like, you know, like Gwen Sunkel, for example. Yeah, yeah. Gwen Sunkel. Like, hilarious. Yeah, she crushes. Or like, you know, Willie Bostick. Yeah. There's guys like that out there that I don't understand why they're not huge. DJ Jangler, fucking, I don't understand how he's not a, a fucking. He can like, headline for sure. Well, I'm saying, like, I don't understand why he's not like a household name. Like, I think yeah. he's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, um, God damn it. What's his name? Uh, he used to be around here a lot. He, uh, he does a lot of material on religious stuff. Uh. I think he moved out to like Oregon or something. God damn it. What's his fuck? My brain just stalled Jeff out. Jeff Osmus does that too. No, um, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, very clean cut, blonde kid. Uh, I'll think of Relig- it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did. Uh, anyway, I did uh, um, Chicago, Madison. Then I drove to Minneapolis. And then when I got to Minneapolis, par- part of me was like, I've never been this far away from home with a car. And I was like, oh shit, I got to get home too. 
yeah. that that kind of hit me and I was like, oh boy. But it was also nice having my car in Minneapolis because I could like go places and like I went to uh, Sisyphus on Thursday, which um, the show was great. The night, as you and I are going to get into in about 10, 20 minutes, was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I had to go on stage after the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, well, well oh, since it's a Bengals pod, I'll, I'll talk. Can I talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, go for it. So, uh, as we all know, Joe Burrow is no longer healthy for the year. And I was watching the game at Sisyphus brewing which by the way for my money it's the best brewery slash comedy venue in america it's unbelievable their open mic had 100 people at it crowd members yeah that's crazy it was insane it's like built like a comedy club and they had the game on and i'm watching uh, a reddit stream in there uh don't arrest me for saying that but I was in their green room, and I'm just like, I saw Burrow throw the touchdown to Mixon, and I didn't see Burrow grimace and grab his hand. I just saw the touchdown. I'm like, yes, we got a touchdown. We're back in this. And then he gets sacked, and then I see him fucking try and throw on the sideline. He's like, nope, I can't do that. And I'm like, that is not – something in me was like, that is not a two- to three-week injury. No, no. I, I assume it's probably a tendon or a tendon sheath, something like that in his yep. hand just by the – like, because I saw, like, when he gripped, he was fine just holding it, and then as soon as he tightened his fingers on it – Yep, he's it. just like, so, nope. And, and, again, just from kickboxing and shit for years, like, I've seen that kind of thing, like, where you'll tighten your hand down and all yep. of a sudden it doesn't want to stay. Yep. And I've, I've, I've known guys that have torn a tendon or, or pulled a tendon sheath back or whatever in their hand. So that's what I felt like it was going to be. Yeah, it was horror. It was just, it looked painful. Yeah, it, I mean, it It sucks. Like, I've, 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 I've tore, I've had the sheath slide off of one of the tendons in my hand. Mm. And uh, couldn't close my hand all the way for a, a couple, probably a month. Like, yeah, that's kind of what. You can still uh, use it, but you can't, like, tighten your grip, if that makes any sense. That's kind of what Justin Fields had to deal with a little bit this year. Yeah, I, did, I didn't, I haven't paid attention to to Chicago, yeah, that's okay. But um, so yeah, I was at Sisyphus when that happened. I had yet to go on stage, and I'm just like, don't bring it up. They don't give a shit. This this is Minneapolis. They don't yeah. give a shit about Joe Burrow. I brought it up the moment I got. I, on stage. I just picture you walking on stage with tears still in your eyes, like. <laughs> so um, I was at the dentist the other day. There's, there's like. It's like if someone came here and they're. It's like if someone from Minneapolis came here when Kirk Cousins got hurt, and they're like Kirk. I mean, like I would care because he. I mean, he was one of my fantasy quarterbacks. But like, it's like Kirk Cousins is out for the year and I'm hurt, and I'm like, that wouldn't. No one in this city would care. Yeah, I bet you most would be like, who? Yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't even think about this till just now. Uh, apparently, someone. Uh, you know, uh, there was a thing where people online were comparing Kenny Pickett to Brad Pitt in one picture. They kept saying. <laughs> And uh, I guess someone said something to Kenny Pickett about it. I wish I had thought about this when I was writing Burns because I had a terrible fucking time trying to write Burns. You have a uh, second opportunity to do so in like three, in <clears throat> three four weeks. Yeah. So, uh, but apparently someone said something to uh, Brad Pitt. Like, uh, Kenny Pickett said that, you know, since people have said he looks like you, he's like, yeah, I'd love to hang out with Brad Pitt, blah, blah. And Brad Pitt's response was, who? <laughs> and I, I loved it. I loved it a lot. Fucking A. Let's go. He's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> But 
So yeah, I brought it up like the moment I had got on stage. And I also uh I had to cope with it. Um uh professional podcaster here. Yeah, professional podcaster he refuses to turn off his phone ringer. Um no, I had to cope with the injury like the whole weekend cuz like the ne- I had like written a joke that did admittedly pretty well in Hootay Nation. You remember the joke? I said, uh, you know, people were like donating their right calves, oh, yeah, yeah. and people were um, like, "No one donate your right hands to Burrow." I know where they've been. Yeah, yeah. Which good? I like that. Yeah, joke. that was fun. But I tried it on stage at uh, Comedy Corner Underground on Friday. It got like a m- very meager response. So I'm like, let's right, just so everybody knows where is Comedy Corner. It is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. Do so they care about Joe Burrow? You know, uh, someone. I know recently just said pretty emphatically, no one in Minneapolis cares about Joe. Bur- oh, it was you. You just said that like two <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm just- one guy's like, I have mobile fantasy team. I'm like, yeah. So do you like, I'm just, I, I was literally like on stage, like, Hey, I just lost my quarterback for the year. Deal with this. I, I picture you walking up on that stage the same way, like when you're talking to a girl. You're like, "Don't say this, don't say this, don't say this." And the first thing you do is like, say this, and, and you're like, "God damn!" All right, that's kind of what I had to well, deal with. Well, I, I ruined this right off, so I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's uh, <sighs> yeah. And then I so on stage at Sisyphus on Thursday, I have a joke. Uh, it's been coming together a little bit, but my story about Demar Hamlin, where I was drunk at the game, yeah, yeah. it's been coming together. I told it at Sisyphus on Thursday. It completely bombed it bombed so bad i like like the first line got literally nothing so i just bailed on the the rest of the joke entirely and the next i mean the next joke fucking like murdered but like yeah and i don't like to use that word liberally but especially after a joke completely bombing boomerly true so seldom but no, that joke. Um, so I like cut out that line that bombed, and I told it at CCU, uh, Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis the next night. It did well both nights, so I kind of have something there, I guess. Yeah, I definitely, like I said, we've talked about this, but yeah. I think that def- there's definitely something there. It's just finding it. Yeah. Which and- I like when comics get to that point that they know something has it. Yeah. It's like, this is again, not, it sounds like I'm just being like, Alex is the best. But, like, honestly, once comics get to that point of, like, no, I know there's something here. I'm going to keep fucking with it until I find it. Yep. Like, that's a level of confidence and, and belief in yourself, which is something I know that you don't always have. So yeah. I just want to point out that I, I have seen that, and I appreciate that, and I, I enjoy that. There are, like, there are moments where I'm, like, <clears throat> one of my favorite moments I can have is when I go, oh, that's a bit. Yeah. Like, when I was in the... Uh, one of my favorite joke premises of all time, and we can cut this out of the podcast if uh, need be, but I, uh, when I was in college, I went home with a girl, and we found out that her mom was my special ed, or her aunt was my special ed teacher yeah, in high I school. I, like, the next day, I was in the gym giggling to infinity. I'm like, yeah. that might be one of the best joke premises I've ever had. Yeah, uh I think one of your best tags to it, you know, I've never seen you do on stage. It was just something we were talking about when we were sitting here watching fights that one night. You're like, I thought about adding something. Like, does that mean I can use the R word? Or I can't. I don't know what, but I remember laughing at it and then just being like, oh, he's probably gonna add that into the joke and never heard it again. I do that sometimes. I just like I have a joke I like and it just never gets added into the bit. If you don't stop, I'm gonna take your phone away from you. It. You know what? We're going back in the pocket. Uh, pocket. Huh. In the pocket. Okay, you said pocket. 
I thought I said pocket. Okay, it sounded like back in the pocket. Whatever. I didn't know what a pocket was. So that sounds like a butt pocket. Can I get back to the story? Yeah, this is part of what I do. Yes, it is part of what you do. So I, I got to. Uh, I did Comedy Corner Underground Friday, Saturday. Love the venue. Um, shout out to Bob and uh, the owner and Steve Vanderplug, who I worked with out of Denver. Super cool dude. He's a big Broncos fan because he's from Denver. Didn't he kill like a Peruvian girl? I have no idea. Well, that's Vandersloot. Oh, that was no, that was uh, Jorn Vandersloot. Vandersloot. He uh, he was in Aruba and he murdered that Natalie Holloway girl. Yeah, and then I think he killed a Peruvian girl later. Yeah, with that yeah, was Patrice, Patrice O'Neill's yeah, bit. Like, he's like he killed uh, that white girl and the lady in the front's like. Natalie Holloway. He's like, Natalie Holloway, you angel. And he's like, and then like, you know, last week he killed this big head Peruvian bitch. What's her name? Uh, and he goes. <laughs> looking around and no one says anything. He's like, exactly. Yeah. No one gives a shit. <laughs> he's like, white girl's life is valuable. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. I know. He's like, he's like, if I go out, he's like, you remember when the NFL players got lost at sea? He's like, they sent one dude to the edge of the sand to like, and he puts his hand over his eyes like he's shielding from the sun. He's like, for four seconds. And he's like, nope, can't see him. I don't know where they at. He's like, if I ever get on a boat, I'm clipping a white baby to my belt, and I'm going to have that white baby wearing some Uggs. He's like, they're coming to find my ass. God, he's one of the fucking best. Sorry. I, I don't know. That was a weird no, divergence. No, we will yes. allow that. It is so funny. God, he's so good. Rest in peace, Patrice O'Neal. That's like, you know, the, my, the other joke from that that fucking murders me because, like, when you see the crowd reaction, like, if you actually watch the special, when he's talking about, like, uh, uh, God damn it, uh, what's the proper name for the little piece of plastic you lay over a girl's whatever? Uh, 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 I have no idea. Jesus fucking Christ. Why is, I, I literally was thinking about it as I was saying the other thing. Uh, uh, that's so you don't get to transfer diseases. You like it's a piece of plastic you lay over a girl's vagina when you're putting your mouth on it. A condom? No, there's a fucking Christ. What is wrong with my brain today? All That's right. okay. So what is, anyway, he's like, he's like, what is it? He's like, uh, everybody know what that is? And everybody's like, yeah. He's like, how many of y'all you ever use one? <laughs> and again, he does that like just looking around the crowd. He's like, exactly. He's like, ain't no dude. He's like, ain't no dude talking himself out of a piece of pussy. He's like, what is it? It's a piece of a garbage bag that I roll out in case your pussy's poison. And some girl's like, what? No. He's like, I, and he just does like he's balling it up and throwing it away. He's like, never mind that. Don't worry about that. God, Patrice was so. Yeah, he's so fucking good. So yeah, and then so Minneapolis is uh, Minneapolis is great, and then I. Uh, Made an eight and a half hour drive to Indianapolis, which, oh my God, I never want to do that again. <laughs> that was brutal, Northside Sirens. But that was like, I underestimated that. Because it's like, it just ended up being like, oh, this is my entire day. Like, I drove through Minnesota, all, like pretty much the fucking lower hand part of Wisconsin. Ugh. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Illinois, and then half of Indiana, and then, dude, Dental Dam, Dental Dam, yeah, that's what it's Hell called. Hell yeah! And then I drove Sorry. home from Indy to Cincy that night, yeah, which literally felt like a blink of an eye. Yeah, if you're on the road for hours and hours, an hour and a half ain't shit. Yeah, it was like an hour forty-five. I literally felt like I blinked and got home. Yeah, so I made it, and we're home now. <clears throat> 
but all that aside. I was all Adderall up driving from Indy to Cincy. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fucking nuts, dude. But it was, uh, it was a part of an interesting week. And uh, all that comedy talk, because we talk about comedy a lot on this podcast, but we also talk about football on this podcast because we hey. are a football podcast football. and we got to get to it because Ugh. like we mentioned before, the Bengals lost 34 to 20, but not only did, did they lose the game, like we mentioned before, Lloyd, what did they lose? Their $275 million fucking quarterback. I am a little mad. I mean, I mean, it sucks. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, well, I mean, we could. We could. We could fly city to city and just fuck up all the other quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, you're next. Don't try and defend the the bat strokes with your tiny hands. (laughs) Or his tiny hands. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Why would I say your tiny? You don't have tiny. (laughs) You you literally have. Like, I think Kenny Pickett is like, if, if there was a superhero movie about Alex. Oh, God. Kenny Pickett is the supervillain, and it's that you guys have, like, he has tiny hands and you have giant hands. Okay. And then, like, he uses his tiny hands to punch holes in things. <laughs> and then you have to use your big hands to, like, guard. Yep. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, didn't, I haven't spent time writing this. I just, you know. Nope. I just see him as the supervillain to yeah. your superhero. I can tell you didn't spend much time writing it. I did. I didn't like what came out of my face there. I that, was trying to think you know of something what? on the spot, and it did not work. That and, is. Uh, I apologize to everyone listening. All fucking seventeen thousand of you. Don't yep. look around. It's fine. Yep. Don't. Yep. Don't look around. Don't look at the numbers. Um, they might take a hit after this. Uh, uh, probably. Bur- I'm, I'm fucking awful. Yeah. Um, but Joe Burrow, uh, he is uh, clearly out for the year um, with a wrist injury. Uh, the team believes in Jake Browning. Yeah. Because, um, like, at, like even he had his year at Washington where he was a fucking stud. And, um, I mean, even with, even with, like, because Joe Burrow to Jake Browning is still a clear drop-off. Yes. But also, on the other end, Jake Browning is going to be getting first-team reps a yeah. lot. Yeah. How many first-team reps is Jake Browning going to get? A lot. Hell yeah. Can we get a Snell yeah? No. God! Damn it, Lloyd. Um, but he's going to be getting first-team reps. He still has Jamar Chase. He's going to have T. Higgins soon. I mean, T's out this week. He's going to have Tyler Boyd. He's going to have Irwin. He's going to have Jones and Yoshivas. And Hudson. And, like, and an not, improving tight end unit. Let's not, let's not, for a moment, like, uh, that kid played real well. Dude, he was the leading receiver for the team this, this past Thursday. Oh, I didn't know that. But. Yeah. He had four receptions for 49 yards. Huh. Uh, other receivers, uh, Trantian Irwin. Which is his receiver one on the practice field. Okay. Browning's re- receiver one is Irwin. Hell yeah. So I think we're going to see kind of an uptick for Irwin. Um, Tyler Boyd, three receptions, 22 yards. Drew Sample, two for 19. And Jamar Chase, uh, two receptions for 12 yards and a touchdown that saved my guillotine team this week. <laughs> Leave me be. I didn't say shit. You did snicker a little bit. I laughed because, yes, you did. And uh, also, pretty good game from Joe Mixon. 16 yeah. rushes for 16 nice yards. Uh, five receptions, 31 yards, and a tutty, the last TD of the year for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Which, um, again, we're going to miss him, but we just have to – Kind of turn along. I mean, these are words you don't want to say, 
when you're soup when you're worried about your Super Bowl window. Is this a lost season? Uh, so I, I kind of like I, I don't I don't know. I, I I think that it's I'll be honest. I think it's too early to to make any call on that. Okay. We haven't seen Browning play. We saw him play for a half. Well, I'm saying we haven't seen him play when he's been taking all the first string reps when the game plan is built around him. We yep. haven't seen what might be. So, like, at first glance, like, his – Browning did have four rushes for 40 yards. Yeah, I mean, he's a he, he was a scrambler at Washington. He did well on his feet. He did – You know who he reminds me of a little bit, a former Bengal? Huh. Jeff Driscoll. He reminds me a little bit of Jeff Driscoll. I can see that. He's, also, like, the, the decent playability. I would also say Dalton as a more current reference. I th- Well, um – I see Browning as a more mobile quarterback than Dalton. I mean, Dalton had decent mobility. Yeah, well, I mean, but he, he, even he complained that he wasn't allowed to use it. So, I, yeah, like when you saw him at TCU, he ran around a lot more than he did for the Bengals. I barely watched Dalton at TCU. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a whole lot of TCU games either. I more watched like the highlights and stuff. But he was yeah. much more mobile in college than he was. Yeah. Well, it's also to be. It's also much easier to be a mobile anything when you're in college. Of course, but I'm saying like he. But he has good arm strength. He has good yeah. accuracy. He's you know he, again he played he, like you said he was a fucking complete stud for one year. He had what like you said forty fucking touchdowns that, yeah, that and one year. Like in I said before the pod, you remember who his first uh, number one receiver was that year? John Ross. John Ross, baby. I mean, this was good, John Ross. Yeah. I that pick. I mean, it obviously turned out to be a huge disappointment, but I mean, there were moments where John Ross was very good. Yeah, also, I think that he was meant to be used in a certain way, and he wasn't necessarily used that way. I think and the I think the NFL as a whole kind of learned a lesson after that. Yeah, it, it, just because you're fast doesn't mean you're good. I mean, but also, don't put tiny guys in the way to get fucking their shit wrecked. You can't have him on a, a kickoff return just because he's fast. If, you know, a Speed fucking, isn't everything. Yeah, a 285-pound fucking tight end crashing into his fucking skull on his first play ever is not probably the best thing to have happen either. It's not great for your confidence because like when you're in college, you can outrun defensive backs like fucking crazy when you run a 4-2-2. <clears throat> sure. And it's going to be much easier for you, for you to make catches because they're not contested catches because you're, like like I said, you're 10 yards yeah. beyond the DB. Yeah. Which can work if you, if, you know, I mean, look at Tyreek Hill. He's just good John Ross. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like, I also think, I mean, Hill's beefier than Ross. Yeah, yeah all right, that's fair. But also, like, I don't think he's got, like, a. I don't think he's a much better, that much better of a route runner is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, he's not much uh, that much better of a technician. Yeah. But they're using him as fucking go. Yeah. And we'll get the ball to you once you're 10 yards away from everybody. Yeah. And well, also Hill can catch it in the middle of the field too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Hill's kind of like Hill's a complete receiver. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I meant that specifically the speed thing. But yes. yeah. So all that aside, um, is last season like the team has confidence in in uh, Jake Browning. I I think I do too. I I mean he's kind of our best hope. It 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 is kind of weird to me. Like when Burrow was out with the calf injury, this. I mean, well, I mean, I I kind of get annoyed at myself when I call out fans, but it does kind of annoy me the fact that like when Burrow was clearly hurting from his calf injury, fans were like completely refusing and just like vomiting at the possibility of Jake Browning starting. It's just like, oh, come on, Jake Browning. That's just like, 
oh, you know that guy we've never seen play in a real game for any length of time? We hate him. Fuck that yep. guy. Like, uh, how do you know? And then the moment Burrow goes down, he's our guy. We believe in him. Yeah. Do uh, uh, you uh, see what I'm saying? Well, there's that, but there's also the other half that's just fucking skip Browning all together, put AJ McCarron in because I know his name. Yeah. I know his name, so he's better. When <laughs> I want to come up with a list of things that AJ McC- that were uh, that did not exist when AJ McCarron almost won the playoff game for the Bengals. Yeah, well, they would be a long. Starting with my college degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what else didn't exist? Donald Trump as president. That's true. A lot of things didn't exist. You know what else didn't exist? The new Bengals uniforms. That's true. It's just like. It was so long ago. He's been like a. I mean, that, I mean he he could be fine. I don't know. <clears throat> Again, like uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, but like I don't know. I'm not like hyped about any of it. Yeah. But if Browning doesn't succeed, whatever, I don't mind that AJ McCarron's the backup. Like he has big game yeah. experience. You know, I mean, he played like some of those games at Alabama with what eighty fucking thousand people there. Yeah. Against really, really, you know, top shelf teams, guys that you would recognize with top names. shelf talent. Well, I'm saying, but also like you, you know, against defenses who had, had names you would recognize, names that are yep. in the NFL and have made an impact. So he he has played in big games against big talent. So if Browning can't get it done, I don't hate that McCarron's the guy behind him. The same way yep. I wouldn't hate if it was Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Which who I is the guy behind the, Tim uh, Boyle now? Yeah, which in I, New York. I would have thought that would have been. A guy, I mean, he already knew the system, but I, it's not like they would have requ- required something crazy for. They're not like, oh, we need T. Higgins if you want Simeon back. They could have been like, hey, we'll give you a fucking seventh round pick next year. Or yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, but um, <clears throat> which, by the way, speaking of the Jets, did you see that play at the end of the first half for the Dolphins Jets game? No. I didn't watch Holy any of it. shit. So Tua had just thrown a pick with like two seconds to go in the first half, and it was like on the it was like on the fifty it was like near the fifty yard line. So Tim Boyle, Jets quarterback, just like like all right, we're gonna go for a hail mary, see if we can get some points. It's like ten to six. Uh, it's ten to six Dolphins at this point. Ten, ten to six Dolphins over Jets. Tim Boyle throws a hail mary. Dolphins pick it off, and they run it ninety nine yards to the house. Oh, oh God! So God, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, and it 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 went from a possible thirteen to ten Jets game to seventeen to six Dolphins in the blink <clears throat> of an eye. Yeah, that's. Well. I'll show you the play afterwards, but it was like, it it was one of the, like you remember the kick six game from yeah. you have Auburn ties. So yeah. grandpa taught there for a long time. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, that that pick six was absolutely nuts. Um, but all that aside, uh, injuries this week, T and Cam Taylor Britt are out. Ugh, our best defender versus, I mean, statistically speaking, Cam Taylor Britt's our best defender against. So Steelers. I brought this up this week because Sam Hubbard's coming back. The Steelers passing offense doesn't even scare me a little bit. No. So if I had to pick between Cam Taylor Britt and Sam Hubbard, we're I'll take the, Sam Hubbard. We're going the exact same place. Yeah, Sam Hubbard's great run stopper. I don't like that. Again, you never want to hear like your best guy against. Yep, is out. But yeah, I'm happy to have Hubbard back. Hopefully, he's 
like Hubbard and like Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson together, uh, which is what we've clearly missed over the last couple of weeks. Well, I also would like to say that while Hubbard was, I think most of those guys did good. I mean, I I want to like Miles Murphy. I want to like Osai. I like Cam Sample. Yeah, Sample's great. Osai hit and miss. Like he'll have a great play and then kind of really whiff one. I don't uh, see Murphy as like a flashy player yet. Well, I mean, it, most DNs don't. I mean, unless you're like one of those like crazy talented guys. I don't. I'm not. I don't see a lot of defensive ends come in and immediately be the best. What they were in college. Yeah. Because also, like, there's not really a place when Hendrickson and Hubbard are healthy, there's not a place for Miles Murphy to start. Yeah, or even get many rotations in because we do have Osai. We do have Cam Sample. Yeah. And these are guys who, like, have yeah, I mean, years in the Cam, system. You put Cam Sample on another team, he might be a fucking starter. Yeah. It's just we have Hendrickson and Hubbard. And and we're going to have them for a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, it, I, I don't hate that we have – Three guys behind him that are pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like Miles Murphy, he's played well. Yeah. He just hasn't played much. Yeah, and people are already calling him a bust, which shot <sighs> up yeah. so hard. Yeah, I remember when people said that fucking picking up DJ Reader was a waste. And he's been one of what our most the- indefensible, like, in... uh Invalu- he's been one of the most invaluable players on the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of the best run stoppers in the fucking league. Yeah, and this week, I mean, I wrote f- for Osiris this week, like the Bengals key to- keys to victory. One of them, it wasn't even Najee Harris. We got to stop Jalen fucking Warren. Over the last three weeks, Jalen Warren has averaged nine yards per carry. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to have that against... I mean, you, you got to stop him. Yeah, I think again, you look up the stats when Reader is is playing running teams and blah like it. You know, when uh, uh, um, of course my brain stalls out right in the mid thought. Uh, uh, the best fucking running back in the goddamn league, Christian McCaffrey. No, the uh, big guy, uh, Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry says that he hates running against somebody, yeah. You got to realize that that guy is good at what he does. Yes. And he said that he doesn't like running against DJ Reader or well, Sam also, Hubbard. Well, also DJ Reader played for years in the Texans system, yeah, yeah. and they were AFC South rivals for fucking years. Yeah, but I mean, I, just it was yeah. what last year that Derrick Henry said that he's like, I don't oh, like yeah. running against like you know uh, BJ or not BJ DJ uh, Reader. DJ Reader. And he's like, I also don't like Sam, fucking running against Sam Hubbard, and those guys are on the same team. But yeah, that was, that was I thought it was really nice. Yeah, it's a real that's a big compliment nah, yeah. from a guy who is a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, the guy is one of the best running. I mean, like, I kind of feel bad for Derrick Henry because like he's kind of had like a little bit of a drop off because the Titans ran him to death throughout his career. Yeah, because like he was there. He he's been their best offensive player. He's Barry he was Sanders, drafted. in my opinion. He's like a Barry Sanders type. Like, no, Barry no, was... No, Barry was different. I'm, I'm not saying in the type of way they run. I mean, I would say like more of an Emmett Smith. I'm saying what their career arc. Yeah. Like, Barry Sanders was the Lions offense for yeah. okay. how long. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, for 10 he years. Just, he got beat up to the point where he's like, all right, I'm, I'm fucking out, man. Well, they're, like, diff- well, they're different runners. Because, yeah, I understand. They're different yeah, yeah. style. I, I'm saying, like, the career arc of, like, yeah, you're playing for a team that you become their number one thing. Yeah. And then you get used all the fucking time. Yeah. It's the best thing they have to you. And all of a sudden you get beat up. And 
yeah, you're, you're it's gonna it's gonna affect your game. Yeah. Does that mean? Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, so I think to beat the Steelers, I think Browning needs to be an effective game manager. Because I don't think he's gonna. I mean, we don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's gonna blow anyone away. I don't think he's gonna have like the three hundred yard games that we saw with Burrow. No. He could. Well, I mean, he could. He could fart out a couple two hundred yard games. I mean, he. For all we know, he'll come in and fucking crash out a five hundred yard game. We've seen crazier shit. Oh yeah. Um, I think. I mean, this Steelers offense is not very Potent. good, but also. <laughs> Fuck the Steelers for firing Matt Canada the week before they played the Bengals. But also, like, man, how many bitch-made wins have they had this year? <sighs> I've said the same thing, and and try bringing that up to a Steelers fan. They're like, oh, they, screw, they earned a victory. <laughs> they have snuck out the most chicken shit wins. Yeah, the most cheeseball fucking games, like. Ugh, it, it's infuriating. Yeah, it really is. Eat your pumpkin thing. Yeah, I will. I, I, I was literally thinking about it. I was going to save it for the burners, but I'm going to try it on air. Yeah, I was going to just do my keys to victory while you try it. What's your key to victory while I try this pumpkin thing? Offensive line. It's going to come down solely to the offensive line stopping Watt and opening holes for Mixon. I think a key to victory is going to be this pumpkin thing. Delicious, right? It's so good. But yeah, TJ Watt for sure. Well, I mean, like, uh, so we've handled Watt before and been fairly decent with, yeah. Bob, but that's, but if they can't do that and open it's, up running lanes, yeah, then we're, we, you can't take and rely on Browning to to be Burrow. But I I believe that Minka Fitzpatrick is out this week. Correct? Yeah, he is. So I think he. So Watt's going to be going to be going up against Jonah Williams. Correct. Right. Okay. So Most, well, it dep- depends. Uh, because a lot of times he kind of like they stunt over a little bit, so he comes around and it has to be the tight end to pick him up. But that's where I say I don't hate having Drew Sample there, who yeah, one of the best pass blocking tight ends in the. He fits the system. I mean, like he admittedly he's not the most flashy tight end, but like <clears throat> fuck, he's been well. The I mean, role he's played's been like he's been good. Well, I mean, like how many times have you heard his name this season? It's finally people being like, all right, yeah, this guy's played really fucking well for a long time, and he's like he hasn't been like the flashy. He hasn't. He's not he catching a bunch. He's not getting tight. He's not. He getting hasn't touchdowns. dated Taylor Swift. Yeah, but which we'll I get mean, to that later this year. I'm, I'm a fan of the way that kid plays because, like, even just in the the last game against the Ra- that Ravens game, he threw a fucking block that I was like, man, if they don't mention the fact that, and they, I mean, they did. They were like, oh, Drew Sample threw a great block. I was like, man, that was fucking, that was the reason for like Tyler Boyd getting that nice fucking run up the side was. Sample just fucking bing, fucking pop the fucking linebacker that was going after him, and I'm like, "Yep, perfect. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. That's why we pay him. That's why you draft him. I mean, could he even draft him in the, in the third, fourth round. Yeah, but that's a moo point. 2019 draft is over. But also, like, I, this is what I, I meant to say earlier when we were talking about uh, do we believe in, in in Browning? I believe in Duke Tobin. I do too. That man drafts the people he wants for stuff and he's usually fucking right unless you draft Jackson Carmen again i, I mean you can't, and, you can't win them all well i mean but you also you can't predict what happens once someone starts getting paid yep so like volson played his dick off that first year this he's, year he's been getting pummeled a little bit 
Not a little bit. A lot. Yeah. Too, way too much. Way too much. Yep. And I, I mean, like the Bengals have like the sixth highest paid line in the NFL, and a, and a reason why is because Volson is the only guy on that line on a rookie deal. Yeah. Which like, I don't pay them all. Yeah. But yeah, if Volson isn't keeping up, we have you know sharping. We have there's other options, but they're very reluctant. Like you know that's part of that whole like this is our team and this is how we do things that way they don't take someone out for playing they love bad. continuity yeah so but if volson doesn't step the fuck up fix it i really think they should start at Looking least for, at least start a rotation at that spot yeah i mean for the rest of the year because like Cause it, it, and even cap has been getting pummeled a little bit well i think it, just watching how he's moving i think he has an injury that's not enough to stop him from playing correct like you know what I mean? Like, I, he doesn't look as smooth as he normally has. Yeah. Like, I think either his like his lower back or his thigh or something is. Yeah. But again, that's speculation. I don't know anything that. Yeah. But it seems like yeah, something's off with him. But I think he's still doing a very serviceable job for. He's still playing 100 percent of snaps. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like whatever the injury or whatever the reason. It's not limiting him from playing, but it's limiting him from playing as well as he could. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's just getting old. I don't know. Who knows? But, I mean, I do hope. So, this is the last thing I'll say before we get to Burns. We drafted Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell. Yep. I'm fine with that. Do I want to make that kind of decision again in under – how do I word this? Do I want to make that kind of decision again keeping in mind – Joe Burrow's long-term health. No. No. No, it's like you can't draft. I'm going to say some names, and sorry, Bengals fans, get the fuck over it. I don't want Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I don't want, I mean, Romeo Dunze would be very nice, but I don't sure. want Romeo Dunze. I don't want Brock Bowers. I want Joey a mother. Him too. Yeah. I want a mother fucking motherfucker yeah i want on that offensive line i want so i want us to draft a dude who walks slow if that makes sense <laughs> i want a dude so big and strong and tough that's going to be on that line that he moves that he walks slow but also i mean like you don't want a guy on the line just because he's big like no, the just tried that with Mackay. i mean i'm saying that kind of like you just want the best offensive lineman because, like, you don't want yeah. the biggest offensive lineman because, like, the Jets tried them with Mackay Becton, and he was so big that it hurt him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I say big, it, like, walks – I mean, like, confidence, capability, yep. and size, walk slow. Like, that's like his dick's clacking between his legs, and he doesn't want to fucking chafe it. Yep. So he walks slow. Like, I want a guy who's that good. That That's what I – Yep. Whatever the best guy in the fucking draft is, that's, that's who we should be focused on. I think – Yep. Lineman, lineman, lineman. Do what you can. And I don't care about the Bengals draft history with linemen because they've whiffed on a lot. Yeah. But. They've also. You have to keep trying. Yeah. yeah you have to. It'd be great to have another wit right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be great or to have Willie. another. I'm going to say this for guard purposes. It would be great to have another Eric Steinbach. Fair. There's a name for you. Yeah. Who's another guard? Like it be was Max Montoya a guard or a tackle? I don't remember, honestly. That's a good question. And I'm I mean, I gotta pull my burns anyway, so 
Um, let's see here. Um, sorry, I'm uh, Max Montoya. According to Wikipedia, he was a guard. Montoya Jr. is an American former professional football player who was a guard for 16 seasons in the National Football League. Yep, he was a guard. So I want a Max Montoya motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Just like a stud, like like a Brandon Scherf. <clears throat> I'm just naming guards that or, I've heard of. I mean, it doesn't have to be a guard. I mean, I mean to replace Volson, sure. But there's been guys who've been tackles in college that turned into guards in the NFL and have been fantastic. Stuts. Or tackles in college that turn into a center in the NFL. Fucking Kelsey. I mean, you know, just to use the the glitz and glam star name one right now. Fucking Kelsey played tackle, guard, center. He played edge, all of it. And then they They made him a center and he's been one of the he's one been one of the best centers in the league over the last decade. Yeah. But you know, but what was what was it, like three years ago, uh one of their tackles got hurt, and he moved over, and his backup played center, and he played yep. tackle for like That's three insane. games or whatever, and he was almost perfect. So yep. just but look for the talent, I guess is what I'm saying. Look for the talent. You know what else we got to look for, Lloyd? What? The fucking burns. Uh, How much do we roast the Steelers? Too much. Yep. Uh, we got to do it again in four weeks, so get fucking ready, Lloyd. Yeah, I know. Um, My burns are going to have a theme as you've um, – because like we roast the Steelers so much, we're just looking for any material yeah. whatsoever. But let's start with the mascot, Steely McBeam. Steely McBeam looks like a construction worker who is actively telling a woman walking by that she should smile more. <laughs> that fits because I said I'm I'm convinced it's just Big Ben, and that's his new way of putting his hands on random women and children. <laughs> um, the owner Art Rooney the second. He looks like Max Hedrum if Max Hedrum employed and defended rapists for years. <laughs> How many times, Lloyd? Twice. Once in Lake Tahoe, another time near his lake house in Georgia. Hell yeah, brother. Art Rooney II, the man who not only kept Matt Canada, but the man who fired him the week before he played the Bengals, so fuck him to infinity. Indeed. Fuck that guy. The GM, Omar Khan. He looks like if Uncle Fester had been adopted by Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Omar Khan looks <laughs> Omar Khan looks like the thumb Matt Canada sucked on while he should have been planning <laughs> halftime adjustments. I like it. Oh boy. Head coach Mike Tomlin. You said yours have a theme, right? Yep. Mike Tomlin looks like Omar Epps if Omar Epps defended a rapist for years and only strove <laughs> for mediocrity. Uh, uh I'm actually gonna play off of a previous burn that you've had. Mike Tomlin looks like Omar. Oops, I let Matt Canada have his job for too long. <laughs> like it. Kenny Pickett. Kenneth Shane Pickett. Jesus, white. That should be the fucking burn right there. How do you <laughs> roast someone whose parents already flamed him at birth? <laughs> they didn't flame him. They they put him in a crock pot. Which is a very white thing to do. Or white thing to have, which is a crock pot. No, they put him in a fucking air fryer um kenny pickett has thrown one touchdown in the last five games or as matt canada calls it an overachievement <laughs> i'm starting to pick up your theme here yep uh i think that'll uh there's one more um and the backup mitch trubisky all right so this bothers me and i spent way more time looking at pictures of him than i ever should have fair 
why does he look like he doesn't have teeth, even though you can see his teeth? <laughs> I, yeah. Look at different pictures of him. Like, he has the mouth of an 87-year-old man. It <laughs> looks like it's, like, all gums. Even though you can see the teeth, there's something about the way his mouth looks. That, all right, I don't. Trubisky. Yeah. It looks like he's going to, like, spittle on you when he talks. Um, Mitch Trubisky was once nicknamed Mr. Biscuit by a high school coach because because of his name. And because of how easily he crumbles under heavy pressure. <laughs> yeah. How soft and breakable. Yep. And Mason Rudolph. Old soft, uh, old soft skull Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Judging from his permanent dumb face, I'm going to guess Miles Garrett wasn't the first person to tap old Rudy on a soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Lloyd, do you know why they won't let Mason Rudolph join in any reindeer games? Why? Because the last time they did, Matt Canada let it was his coach. <laughs> and he's not very good. He's not. Hey, Lloyd, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Is this the best running back on the Steelers roster? As a person or like functionally? As is this as uh functionally, is this the best running back on the Steelers roster? I would say second. Is this the best running back on the Steelers roster? Najee. Najee. Sorry, I forgot my uh Yep. My reoccurring. Yep. Uh I think of Najee Harris like I do those soccer players that were in the plane crash <laughs> that had to eat people. <laughs> like he's probably a good guy. He's just stuck in a really shitty situation and thus <laughs> does things that none of us approve of. Yep. <laughs> like take play calls from Mac Canada. That would be one. Yep. And next, we are moving on to Steelers running back and VA Bennett DUI mugshot, Jalen Warren. <laughs> uh, he's known as a big play threat, which in a, in a Mac Canada offense means running the ball back to the line of scrimmage. Sorry, I took a hit off my cigarette and tried to laugh. Yep. I'm trying not to cough at everybody. <clears throat> uh, so Jalen Warren looks like he has really, really strong opinions on breakfast cereal and <laughs> only on breakfast cereal. <laughs> Like I like Cheerios. Like no, I, I picture like stealing McBeam at the back of the end zone, shaking a box of Fruit Loops, and Jalen Warren's like, "Fuck, I can get him! I'm a cereal." <laughs> That's uh, just what his face looks like to me. Deontay Johnson. <clears throat> uh, he's facing 15 years for human trafficking in Atlanta. Oh wait, shit! That's just a guy with the same name. It really just seemed like something that a Steelers yep. player would do. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. What was the crime, Lloyd? Human trafficking. Yeah. So I read the article. It was like he. So the, there's a guy named Deontay Johnson who like was a hotel clerk and yeah. he assisted in like human trafficking or something like that. Which is nice that there's at least one Deontay Johnson that's able to snag something in his vicinity. <laughs> Yeah, we Fuck got yeah. his SO like good. Uh, I don't have a burn on this guy for some reason, but George Pickens. He said he wants to be the best Steelers player ever. He wants to beat every record, which means he will have to be accused of sexual assault three times. <laughs> once in Lake Tahoe, <laughs> once near his lake house in Georgia, and once near his hometown in Hoover, Alabama. <laughs> you knew I was going to have to sneak one in, right? Please, I welcome it. I always forget the, the town you grew up in. Crawford, Alabama. Crawford. I knew it was like some fucking vague ass last name. Yeah, it's 
It's not. When was it on Google Maps? Lloyd? 2016. That's hilarious. That's, I mean, the entire country was basically mapped. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess fucking that place is, is there is people. Hey, they got a stoplight now. Yeah, there's 900 hogs at McKelvey's farm. <laughs> they have Tyler's Grocery in walking distance to East Alabama Motor Speedway. Oh, grocery. It's just a gas station that has produce. That's it. That's okay. And the produce is from people who grow it and sell it there. Oh, my God. Uh, and Calvin Austin the third. Uh, after a catch versus the Browns, he ran up to a camera and started screaming, "I'm the man! I'm the man!" I think what he was trying to say is, "I am a man," <laughs> because apparently he gets made fun of by all of his teammates because they all went to a bar together, and he didn't have his ID, and the bouncers didn't let him in. He went and got his ID and brought it back, and they thought it was a fake ID and still didn't let him in <laughs> because he looks like he's twelve. He does. Uh, Calvin Austin the third, the only player in the NFL to be named after where he'll be on the depth chart for the entirety <laughs> of his career. <laughs> he got him so good. Fuck that dude. And finally, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, you remember how OBJ took like half of his game checks in Bitcoin? Okay. I think Pat Fryermuth takes half of his game checks in juice boxes. <laughs> I mean, I'd take half my... Paychecks and juice boxes. Yeah, and I think you're proving my point right now. Yeah, I do that. Uh, Pat Fryermuth was drafted by the Steelers because he had uh, he had Steely McBeam face and steel beams for hands. So, <laughs> yep. But Lloyd, Alex, I think we got him pretty good. I do too. Predictions and bullshit. This game is going to be a baseball game. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's going to be – so I was looking at, like, just while I was scrolling through shit, whatever, I saw, like, the betting – what and it's, like, bets to avoid. And it's basically every bet on this game. Uh-huh. They were like, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to suck. No one's going to – Bet a bunch of unders. Yeah, the only one I saw was bet under. I think it's, like, 35.5. Yeah, that's the over-under for this game. So, yeah, they were, like, bet under – and that's the only one that I saw that was like an approved bet, like by the MGM, whatever. They were like, everything else just fucking don't. It's, yep. We don't know. They're both going to suck offensively. It's not going to be great. Yep. It's going to be like, it's like going to be an AFC North matchup times five. Yeah. I mean, there's one of the predictions I saw that has the score nine to six. Christ. Which, if I'm not mistaken, might be one of the lowest I've ever seen. Nine to six? Yeah. Jesus. They had it nine six Steelers. Wow. <laughs> I was like, ooh, boy. That's yes. a, I think that's more of a slap in the face to the Steelers than it is the Bengals. <clears throat> well, I think it's like the Bengals defense is really good. The Pittsburgh offense isn't good. Now, Bengals offense, is, that's usually, you know, much better and much more of a threat has a, you know, untested blah, blah, blah. The whole, you know. But uh, nine to six was just like oof. Like people, I, even the people who are just telling you how to, how to bet are like, just don't on this one. Like I know we're paid to tell you to spend money here and bet on it, but just this is gonna suck. Like yeah, it's gonna be a long afternoon. I'm gonna be checking scores of other games. I'm gonna be at the game. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to be at that game. Yeah, and there's gonna be a lot of Steelers fans, and who cares? But I. I think the Bengals can pull this one off. I actually kind of, I oddly have confidence that they'll win. I don't. Same. I, I don't know what it, I, 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 again, it's not like Browning so much. Mixon's run well against them. Our defense has done great against Pickett. But, but, but like, 
<clears throat> Awuzie is going to be on Pickens the whole time. Yeah. So they're going to have. And you're going to have Mike Hilton on probably Calvin Austin. Probably Fryermuth. Uh, I think you'll have Logan Wilson on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I meant for like the, for the deep shit. Yeah. But, who knows? <clears throat> I mean, the Bengals have kind of struggled to cover tight ends all year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's what I wish they hadn't got rid of t- Trey Flowers because he was great for that. Yeah. I mean, not much else, but he was great for that. Yeah. He's fucking six three, what two thirty, and fucking playing behemoth. Deep. George Kittle was like, "That's the worst fucking, that's the worst assignment." Yep. So yeah, whatever. But I think this is gonna, like I said, low scoring game. I think it'll be, I'm gonna say sixteen thirteen Bengals. That's funny. I was gonna say seventeen thirteen Bengals. <laughs> uh, my player of the game is going to be Charlie Jones. Chuck Sizzle. Chuck Sizzle. He is going to have, you know what? He's going to have, I'm going to say, four receptions for 22 yards. But, bold (laughs) prediction, every single punt return is returned to the one-yard line. I like it. Bolder prediction, sleep. All right. Uh, my prediction, uh, like I said, 17-13, Bengals. Yep. Um, player of the game, I'm going to say B.J. Hill. Ooh, go on. I think he's going to have six safeties. Dude. Okay. I like it. I don't it. know how we get the other five points. Uh, I think I guess another field goal and field someone else, goal and someone and else gets a safety. DJ Reader gets safety. Oh, okay, DJ Reader safety. It's gonna be uh, a lot of safeties this game. Yeah, it's gonna be seven total. That's that's my fucking a. I like the math on that. Uh, yeah, and uh, my bolder prediction. Bolder prediction. Uh, Andre Yoshivas actually turns out to be a Dragon Ball Z character and floats <laughs> in midair and 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 charges up. Okay. And uh, kills Kenny Pickett. Wow. So for this game, do you think Andre Yoshiva should play cornerback against Allen Robinson? Uh, I think he should play punter, kicker, quarterback. Candlestick maker? No. (laughs) But I like where you're going. Punter, kicker, quarterback, and receiver. I want him to play himself. He'll play the Thad Moss role? No, he'll be, uh, what's his uh, kid from New Orleans? Uh, Taysom. Taysom Hill? Yeah. Yep. I want him throwing to himself. Okay. After he Dragon Ball Z charges up in the air and he's glowing yellow the whole game, I want him throwing it and then running to catch the ball he threw. Fucking A, let's go. That's what I want. Um, I Like I said, real prediction, I think 16-13 Bengals. I think we sneak it out. I think Jake Browning will be better than people think he'll be. I'm with you on that. I uh, Like I said, 17-13. <clears throat> we didn't do the crazy scores on this one. We just went with uh, realistic ones because we're all sad. Yeah, we are. And that is totally okay. And uh, I also think that uh, during the game. Ooh, during the game. Marvin Lewis comes. Uh, For the first time in eight years. What makes him come? Um, The safeties. The safeties? He's a defensive guy. Yep. Once again, say that on Locked on Bengals. Yeah, fuck you, Rapine. We'll fight you. Yep. I'm kidding. We love you. We love James Rapine. Um... Finally, I'm going to try and get some fun off-season guests. 
I like it. Also, uh, shout out to my stepdad, James. Uh, he's gotten like two really cool fucking jerseys. He has yeah. a Isaac Curtis jersey. He sent me a couple messages yeah. here and there. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's into it. He listens to this stuff. Uh, Hell like, yeah. You know, hey, we'll have I your see. boy. We'll have your boy Santino on. Yeah. Because um, um, just in the middle. Of, in the middle of me saying something to my stepdad, you can, you can point out. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Go on, go on. Go <clears throat> no, I see the shit he's dealing with. Help my mom out in the hospital right now. I appreciate it. Yep, hell you yeah. Are, you are appreciated, sir. We like you a lot. Shout out James Good Skinner. Good job, bro. Hell yeah. And yes, we will have Santino Lambert on, who just uh, had one of the biggest shows of his fucking life. And Santino Corleone? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, sorry, I said his real name. <laughs> I said his, uh, his his governments. His government his government came and took my baby name? Yep. But... Yeah, we'll have him on. Um, but yeah, finally, plugs, Lloyd. Uh, follow Pine Violence on Instagram. We'll have a show in December. We yeah, we will. exactly nailed down when that's going to be, and then we already have a, a, a setup for January. Fucking Find man. shows, do stuff, come up to Go Bananas. December is fucking packed. Sam it's so crazy. Talent is one of the funniest people in the world. All right. You know who else is there? Sean Patton. Who is... I've never seen anyone murder a room the way he had. I've seen him destroy. I've, I've said this. I've told you this before, Lloyd. Can I say it again? He had the hardest murder I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Cronin. Cronin. Dave Waite. Yeah. Yeah. We. I'm just. And David Brooks. Yeah. And David Brooks, who, goddamn, that kid is fucking love, funny. I love that guy. Love, love David Brooks. Like He's just so fucking likable and so sincere and and yeah so just come up to go bananas he's a like he's found a way like david brooks has found a way to be like super fucking abrasive and super fucking likable at the same time yeah it's literally the skills you and i don't have i'm (laughs) abrasive you're likable but we can't do either together yep so when when i'm abrasive it comes across as very mean yeah I, i my normal what i think is okay to say to people apparently is very mean yep I uh I out loud said to somebody the other night at the club, I really hate when a big group of you entitled whites show up because you never <laughs> sit down in your seats and you make it hell for the servers. And she went, entitled whites? What's that mean? I went, mirror, and walked away. <laughs> that is something you would say. Yeah. But I'm but a, it's very funny. But yeah, sorry. And also, let's go on into January. Blake Hammond is headlining. My my... The best comedian in Cincinnati. Just, I, I mean, just he was at Skankfest, which where there's, I mean, how many killers are at that show, at that festival? According to Blake, fewer than you think. <clears throat> okay, I'm saying like on paper. Yes, but he got a shout out from Sam Talent. Yeah, and a couple of other guys, like uh, Ian Finance, I think said something about him on a on a podcast. There's been a hand. Yeah, he's dude. so fucking good. Like my brother got. Super bummed when he came to the show the other night because he missed Blake by like four minutes. Yep, and he was like, "Fuck!" And I was yeah. like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, I missed Blake because man, he fucking kills me." Oh. Yep, he's such a good joke writer, and we've said it ad nauseum. Uh, Brendan Ayer is going to be here in January. Fucking monster as well. There's a few others I'm kind of glossing over, but just come to go bananas. It's the fucking best. Yeah, and uh, chameleon. Yep. Support Chameleon because they're awesome. Yep, absolutely. Great pizza. Great pizza. Good Great. Thursday night open mic. Perfect o- open mic on Thursday. It's what an open mic should be. Yep. Small crowds fucking. Cool. And it can sometimes be a big crowd. No, I'm saying like even small crowds there are good crowds. Yep. Agreed. They enjoy what they're doing. So 
And yeah, that's where Pine Violence does most of its stuff. There might be a couple of new venues in the possibility. We'll shake that out Let's when it happens go, for sure. Baby girl. Maybe one where you can actually smoke cigarettes inside. Oh. Um Wait, that means there's gonna be a show in this apartment? Nope. <laughs> Private club. Um I have a few plugs. Um yeah. my November, I'm gonna be taking a break from book shows because that week exhausted the shit out of me. I was very tired. Uh, December, I got a few shows coming up. Uh, December 12th, I will be at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan. I'm doing a um, little uh, uh, show with my buddy Brett Hayden up there, who's super, super funny. He was the one of the first people to convince me to post that, convince me to post that ADHD clip. He's like, it's going to go viral, and it's yeah. kind of starting to. Uh, also, that's three days after Lily turns 21. Oh, are we going to get Lily fucked up? No, but she might show up. At your, I'm saying that she'll be allowed in a bar, so she might come to a, your show and heckle the shit out of you. Oh, great. She seen me do stand-up. I think, no, she saw me do stand-up at Bananas. I didn't do that well, and she was so like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So proud. So proud. Big brother. Big brother, so proud. <laughs> God, she's fucking funny. She's so fucking funny. Um, <coughs> uh, uh, December 28th, uh, I will be at... Uh, black hard apple cider in Springdale, Arkansas. I'm going on the road. I see. He's like, oh, that fucking week of traveling fucking kicked my ass. Let me go do to Arkansas. Yep. And then uh, another uh, small show, December 29th. I'm going to spill this. I'll be on Don't Tell Nashville. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I'm coming home. So you're going from Arkansas to Nashville. Yeah, it's a hefty drive. Uh, I'm glad you have Adderall. <laughs> Same. Don't wreck and die. Yep. And uh, don't hit me. Don't hit me up for Adderall. I'm yeah, trying no, to make it for not. myself. Uh, and it, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, and December 30th, I'll be at Helltown at the Comet in Northside with Headliner and guy who's been like not only a great friend. Uh, not only is he, is he going to be a future guest of the pod in two weeks, but he has been crushing it on the road with Theo Vaughn. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Lee Kimbrell. Lee Kimbrell. Lee's, <clears throat> Lee's the, the most huggiest. I always say Lee has like those eyes where I feel like he could stare down like a wild wolf and make it his friend. Is that staring down a wild wolf? I mean, it, probably. I bet you the cops all loved yeah. him. I bet you they brought him food. Yeah. But, but also, I want to say, uh, if you listen to this tomorrow, come see Uncle Cy. Ooh. The shows this week at Bananas have been amazing. And size so funny. You have like five headliners just yep. doing like 15 minutes of their best shit. Yep. So I'll be there Sunday, tomorrow, after the game. Hell yeah. Come uh, see me. I'll give you a hug. I mean, I probably won't, but <laughs> I'll pretend like I will or yeah. I don't know. Alex will or I something. Could. I don't know. It's but Someone will acknowledge that yep. you're there. And like I'll say, like Lee's the kind of comic where – you can watch like he's the kind of comic you can watch for six hours. Yeah, like, for he's sure. That affable and likable on stage. Hey, I mean his mom banged Jim Varney. Yeah, of course. I did fuck Jim, you little asshole. Yeah, I mean, he's got earnest. He energy. does. He got left over like he, the the canal he came out of. <laughs> earnest has been in. Earnest fucks Lee's mom. Yeah, I yep. want to see that movie. Yep. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, uh, coming up after Backdoor Sluts 9. Don't talk about his girlfriend like that. <laughs>
but sorry if you listen to this, Lee. Uh, he probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. I don't know where I stand with him, but um, <laughs> even after I, all I this love, stuff, I say weird, awkward shit, and then you say the nicest shit in the world about somebody. Like I don't know where I stand with him, but um, I love you, Alex. I really do. I love you, Lloyd. But all that, all that aside, Lloyd, Alex, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Pittsburgh Steelers. We like the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.